And we should be live. Guys, we're back. Let me do one quick thing here, and let me turn off the alerts. Because... If you guys follow, subscribe, donate, I don't want it to go off during the video. But guys, thank you so much for coming back to the Snowcast. This is our 12th installment. And um, before we talk to our super amazing, awesome guest, who's actually back for her second time, um, I just want to say it has been a little while since we've done the Snowcast. Life's been crazy. And we are actually going to be doing them every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, and yes, Tim, and this is recording for YouTube. Thank you. But um, we're going to be doing them every Tuesday and Thursday, all the way up until Christmas, guys. we got so many good guests coming. And, um, yeah, so today we have my friend Eklaveth coming back. Eklaveth, you're back for your second time! Oh, hi. It almost feels like a second date. Almost, almost a second date, yes. <laughs> almost. Well, this was technically... This is technically... Like third. Technically, because I was on your podcast. Yeah. And you serenaded me, so that was amazing. I did, I did. And the thing, too... It's, I always like being on the other side of a podcast. I love getting asked questions. It's, it's always fun. I'm like, oh man, it's all about me tonight. I, I enjoy that. But, um, oh, I'm gonna have a- Oh no, does that mean that we're gonna talk about me? Cause the whole time. boring. That, <laughs> the whole time we're gonna be talking about you. No, I'm just kidding. We'll be, we're gonna go about a bunch of stuff. That's actually what I wanted to say. Um, before guys, when I did these podcasts, I brought on a lot of ESO streamers um, that I was personally fans of that I thought you guys would want to learn more about, but I've decided not to throw that script away and actually to have a lot of those same people on. But instead of talking about ESO, it's just sort of a general talk show, just kind of sit down, relax, have a conversation, um, and really about anything. And there's a lot of topics that I need to grill Eklaveth about. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, jeez. Um, here we go. Here we go. But, um... Yeah, so if you guys notice a little more of a casual feel in this video, if you're watching it, if you're listening to it, or if you're watching it live right now, um, it's not going to be as... So how about this? So what about this? It's going to be a back and forth. And I want, you know, the people who I have on with me are usually also super entertaining, super fun, and super interesting people who can also ask good questions. So so I'm, I just have to ask you, why am I here again? Because uh, <laughs> you fill all of those roles so well. So well. Um, but no, so the first thing, I, I guess I will start off with a question. Um, Eklaveth, sure. for me and anyone who follows your stream, and we were talking about this a little bit before the show started, um, mm. you haven't, you've been playing some different games. Oh, yes. Oh, man, I've been shooting people in the face. It's great. So, um. <laughs> FPS hater to FPS lover, is that what I'm hearing right now? I, I wouldn't necessarily say lover so much to well, maybe just a little. It's more of a, I'm trying new things and trying to, I, I typically don't like first person shooters, um, but, you know, changes have been made since the last time I tried a first person shooter. So, you know, I've been getting, kind of getting into, kind of getting into um, Escape from Tarkov and uh, an oldie but goodie Warframe. So yeah, I mean, there's decorating in Warframe too. Can't lie, I'm working on a big ship thing. It's great. Hey, has a little bit of everything. Um, yeah, it does. That's actually so a couple things there. I used to love FPSs. I don't think I've played one in a long time. Um, one of the ones I always go back to is Halo, just because it's my childhood. But right, um, right. Never the thing that's it. always tough for me about FPSs is, is the entry fee of getting your ass kicked over and over again by a bunch of people who have been playing for 13 hours and are just doped up on cocaine kicking ass and well, sometimes that's the, that's that's the tough the, part well there's that but I, I think that's what 
turned me away from them. But like I've been playing Escape from Tarkov, which is in a in its beta right now. Um, and so with that game, you have three different ways that you can currently play in beta. So you can play in offline mode um, with your primary character. And um, what you can do is you can choose to play offline where you're not playing against other players and just explore the different maps because they haven't actually combined them, like made it so you can go from map to map yet. So you technically are, because it's still beta, you're going into one map and then exploring that area and then um, kind of getting a feel for what the zone is like. Um, and you can choose to either turn the NPC, the PVP, uh, or sorry, PVE, so you're not playing against other people, you're playing against- The um, environment. In, yeah, you're playing against um, the AI, and um, then you can kind of get a hang of it, but you don't get like actual experience for that. But if you play in what's called scav mode, so you play the bad guy, um, you can like all the other scavengers are like your buddies until you shoot them in the face like i do um and then they all hate you um but then you're also playing against the players but when you get done with that map you have like a limited time like a uh, 30 minutes to an hour depending on the map and whatever you collect in that time as long as you escape um to the exit point um you get to keep all of that whatever you've gathered Oh, so that's cool. You can, and you can put it on your main character. So it's it's really fun. And like my first, I think was my second or it was my second time in as a scav. I was 40 seconds in and got my first headshot. Dude, it was so exciting. It's it's Sorry. rewarding. It's rewarding <laughs> for sure. There, there's, there, I mean, yeah, with the with the fall, with the like very deep lows in FPS, there's very steep highs of like, oh my God, I can't believe I just did that. And that's, yeah. that's really cool. I think FPSs in general should take note of that. If they want to attract more than just the FPS community, which by the way is a thriving community of a lot of people who enjoy playing them. So I don't think they have to, but if that's their target, I think the, the things you just said are a really good way to go about that. Create a PVP mode, a PVE mode. Create an exploration mode where you can just actually learn the territory. And then if you want to do PVP, just turn it on. I think that's something that's really cool that a lot of games don't do because yeah. i feel like a lot of fps's right now are really and I, I feel bad saying this but i feel like they're cash grabs they make the easiest simplest game that's a good fps and then they just grab all the money because people attract to the newest one but i right. think i think an fps that takes the time to focus on i mean i mean one of the I ones mean, i would think of is fallout because that's a first person shooter but it's also an exploration game and it, i've been it, having a lot of fun with fallout i yeah. i the fallout 76 um i have fallout friday um, and I've been doing that with some some other people in the community, like One Eye and Shagwagon and uh, cool. Chaos Healer, and we we jump in and we we run around. And plus, the decorating is awesome. Um, but I think for me, when I'm looking at a game and what I want to explore, um, the first thing I look at is: is the game going to require me to purchase something on a micro store? Yep. It's something other than vanity, like require it. Not that I can go in and like with, with um, Warframe when I go in, I don't have to buy the stuff on the you know with through the micro store, um, with real life money, um, because I can still get it in the game. It's yep. just going to take a lot longer. 
it's uh, if it's a micro store that's going to make me do something um for example like warhammer 40,000 online or whatever it was like people were spending thousands of dollars for weapons for a game that wasn't out yet just so that they could have it when the game does come <laughs> and i'm just like it, it blows my mind so i look at is there a micro store if there is what is the what is it that they're featuring and it, is it something that i need to get or is it is it optional because I can also get it in the game? If there's like a micro store that requires me if I want to excel um, to get it, then I just won't play it. There's no point. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. And I personally don't mind microtransactions. Like you said, as long as they're not game-breaking. If it's a pay-to-win game, like the one that always comes to mind is Star Wars Battlefront 2, when that dropped. Right. The pay, the, I mean, the pay-to-win was so unreal that, I mean, it had the most down votes on a Reddit post in history. So, I mean, luckily wow. people agree with us and come out in droves to fight against it. But yeah, if a game, and I, I know neither of us, I, I know we both have taken a small, not hiatus, but just a couple of days off from ESO. I think ESO is a great cash shop. Um, it, I it is. It has some, um, it has its boons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but I think for the pay to win, I think it does a good job. My problem with the ESO pay shop, and I... I, it's funny how programmed I am to not say bad things about ESO because I love the game so much. But like one right. of the things that's always rubbed me the wrong way is how easy it is to buy all the housing accessories with money, but how much of a pain in the ass it is to actually make them. At least for people it's... who don't have the crafting all the way done and the people who yes. like are trying to get into it. Yeah. And that's so, it. and then also I'm... the houses. Yeah, as someone said in chat, the houses in general cost so much. Or yeah, they, they cost do. an unbelievable amount of gold, and you can't even buy it furnished with gold. Like, those little things, they bothered me. I think the pay shop does an awful job with housing, in my opinion, but I think the pay shop for the game does a really good job. I think it says, okay, well, you're not going to get the best gear, you're not going to be the best player unless you actually do it. Well, you also have to look at it like this. I played EverQuest 2 for 15, 16 years, <laughs> yep. okay? And EverQuest 2 has an amazing housing thing. I still, I'm gonna be bringing e e uh, EverQuest back into the rotation of my streams just because the housing is more lenient. If I wanna buy a prestige home, which would be equivalent to ESO's notable home, I, the most that I'm gonna spend on a prestige portaled home, like it's my own instance, is 20 bucks. Okay, and I can get that on all of my characters, so I can have the same house 50 times if I have 50 characters. Whereas in ESO, you can only buy it once on one server, and it's not, it says account-wide, but it's not account-wide. I have characters on both servers, and I have to pay double for that house if I want it on, on another server. So that, 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 and you shouldn't have to be forced to, you know what I mean? No, just, I... I agree yeah. 100%. Um, and, yeah. and I never played EverQuest, but I've actually watched some of my favorite streamers stream it. And it's the game... a beautiful game. Yeah, it looks oh. really good. And that's cool with the oh, housing. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. I mean, and the thing that always... Uh, again, bashing ESO is not something I like to do. And this really isn't a bash. It's a critique. Um, you can get the base game at Walmart for under, like, $5. Yeah. That's hours of content. But you can't get a big house for less than $50. And it's like, I feel like they're milking the community who are addicted to the game, and they're not trying to get new people in. I always felt like that was the business practice, in a sense, was, okay, let's just keep the people we have. Like, new people coming in, like, it, it's just going to be it's gonna be cheap. And, and, and not that yeah. cheap is bad, but people are like, why would I... I mean, no one was 
not as many people are getting into it, I think. And when they see that housing price, I mean, a lot of people don't do housing. People come to my stream and they go, yeah, I don't do housing. And I go, oh, that's too bad. Like, I'm not really into it myself, but it does look fun. And they're like, it's just too expensive. And I'm like... Well, that too. And there's, like, people that come when I'm streaming ESO and they're, like, really interested in housing because everybody knows when I'm playing ESO, generally, at some portion, I'm doing housing. Yep. It's a thing. I love to decorate. Um, so people all will often ask me, you know, Ekleveth, um, if I want to get into housing and it's my first time decorating, how much is it going to cost me? Yep. And I'm like, well, first, it depends on what it is that you're wanting to do. It's best to start small yep. um, because you're going to have to go and do all the quests to get the achievement item. Doing these quests, you need to find a way to make money because if you get an, if there's an achievement item you want, you're looking at roughly for the really cool items you're looking at at least 30 days of grinding so time sync which every mmo is about yep, how can yeah. we get people to come back but then not only that you're looking at a minimum of 25 to 75,000 gold for one of the item that you want and most decorators don't want just the one they want 20 or 30 of the item to make a scene so you have to be able to play the market and then you also there's a lot of stuff that you can't get or is very limited time without crowns and i mean that's you're looking yeah. at for for me in a base house as a as a decorator an experienced decorator i'm spending on like just like my my cold harbor house i, I spent 7.3 million total yeah, the thing too is you are, or you were, and still are, very dedicated ESO players. So you put a lot of time into it. A lot of time, a lot of people don't have. So you know your houses are insane. I remember I was on stream one time, like let's just go visit Eclavet's house because we were friends and you left your house open. I was like, holy shit! And then my viewers were asking, how does she do this? And I said, she is one of the most dedicated streamers. She's always working on this stuff. And a lot of people don't have that. So it's not like it's even that accessible to get to the level you're at. You know what I'm saying? And that's fine. Because like you said, MMOs, they want to get people coming back. And I I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, and I, I understand that. And you can't fault an MMO for being an MMO. I've said that a million times. You no, can't say, oh, ESO shouldn't be a time sink. Well, it's an MMO. It's going to be a time sink. I just... They want you to come back. The, the purpose of an MMO is a lot of people play... Um, you know the the solo games where you get in, you play it like The Witcher. Yep. It's a solo game. You get in, you go through the story, and you're done. You can choose to go back on hard mode, or you can choose to go back and make different choices. But you're probably not going to do that right away. Whereas with an MMO, you're playing with other people, you're forging bonds, you're getting involved in a community. So you're going to want to come back, and you're going to want to you know experience different aspects. Plus, you can play whatever you choose to play like if say you want to be a dk or you know maybe tomorrow you want to try or in a couple hours you want to play a, a, a templar or maybe a warden so there's there's plenty of opportunity to get you involved in the game but it's just kind of like with any mmo not just eso or everquest or world of warcraft it's about what what is it that's going to make you as a person come back and say I really want, for example, World of Warcraft. I really want to have Jeeves, my butler. I really want him, but it's going to require me. Or I really want that. Or I really want that uh, motorcycle. 
So that means I'm going to have to grind out leveling, um, you know, engineering, but I also have to go farm all the mats. Then I have to skill up the ability to farm all the mats. And then I have to skill up all this. So, it's, and then you have to earn all this reputation. So it's more about what is it that keeps you coming back? And nine times out of 10 with an MMO, it's about community. So uh, giving people the ability to communicate and be a part of something like a community. One thing I've found about ESO that I like more than World of Warcraft in its state now um, is the community generally is, is less toxic. Yep. I mean, you still, no matter what, where you are, whether it's real life or in game, when there's a community environment, you're going to have your trolls. But it's kind of filtering out where you fit in and and uh, what kind of people you enjoy being around. And so being able to foster that, you know, it helps if things are more accessible to get people to come back, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. And one thing I want to add to that, um, I agree with the ESO community being one of its strongest assets. I, I think, of course, you can go to the nicest you can go to a hello kitty stream and there's probably gonna be a toxic asshole in there. <laughs> right. the, the, the gamer i think in general gamers are toxic gamers can be toxic because it's sort of an escape for us we live our life and then we come and we can be a totally different persona on in game oh well right. i'm i'm a nice guy i do things for too many people and now i'm gonna be a prick in game and you know what fair enough but the point i wanted to make was and now i'm forgetting it because I started thinking Sorry. about I started thinking about assholes I've known in my life that stream ESO that are probably or not stream that play ESO but are probably really nice people in real life. Um but fudge. No <laughs> Now I'm not gonna remember it. But oh yeah, yeah, I got it. So the thing about housing two I wish and me and Ninja Monkey had a little bit of a debate about this, and he knows it because it was on the second podcast I ever did. I said to him, you should be able to buy a house with a friend, and you should both be able to decorate it with your in-house stuff. And, and add and remove things without Together. And together. And why can I not... I always piss me off. Why can I not buy a house and then have my younger brother, John, who's like my best friend in the whole world. We play ESO together all the time when we can. Why can't he bring his couple pieces of furniture and put it in his room? Why? I mean, like, EverQuest 2 does that. Exactly. My, Minecraft. John literally said to me, he goes, why don't we just go play Minecraft where we can just do whatever we want? And I'm like, what the? Why, why is ESO not giving us that? Why is it locking houses? And the argument Ninja Monkey brought up, which I, I, I agreed with, he said, well, what happens in the breakup? And I said, I, my point now after review, thinking about it, is I said, there is no breakup. One person buys the house, and then they just give that permission to their friend. Oh, you can edit my house. You can add things to it. That's well, all you have to do. Here's the thing, too, like, with EverQuest 2, the one thing that I both locked and dislocked was that people could come, and as a decorator, for me, I decorate. It's a thing that I love in games. Yep. But, I'm a com but I also am a commission decorator because I spend so much time decorating, and I spend so much time doing time sync into gathering the materials and gathering the house items that if I place an item in someone's home, um, that item then becomes theirs. And there's a pop-up that says, especially if it's a bound item, because even things that you own and they don't, but it's soul bound to you, if you put it in their house, a pop-up comes up and says, do you know that by placing this item, it now becomes that person's, are you okay with that? And you have to choose yes or no. Um, and, and that's an ESO? Uh, no, that's EverQuest. Okay, EverQuest, okay. ESO, I'm just making sure. ESO doesn't allow you to do that. But on, this, on the other hand, 
whereas if you give somebody decorating permissions in a request to versus ESO, they can take and remove items from your house because there is a limited like uh, a limited item count, but you know what I mean? Yep. Um, and sometimes, let's say I don't play the game for a year, but I gave someone per decorating permissions in my house, they can go in and if it's not bound, they can take the shit out too. And you and some of those items are no longer available in the game. Like I have house items in EverQuest that haven't been available for 14 years and they sell for millions of platinum. Uh, yeah, I can't even imagine. So, I mean, I've been on the end where people have taken stuff out of my home and you can submit a ticket, but you know, eh, whether they're gonna give it back to you or not is another thing. Um, Tommen, yes, I'm from Mississippi. Yes. And, um. <laughs> and, and, and if I can add something to that, and this is maybe just me who loves to get immersed, I know it sounds bad, but it's kind of cool that people can steal shit if you give them too much permission. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's on you. That yeah, it's totally on you. It's not on the game. Like, and, and that's life. And, and like, it makes the game for feel more real. Like, again, uh. I, I don't mean to bring it back to, like, Minecraft. But, like, if someone griefed your house and took all your shit, you're like, wow, I need to be more careful about, like, how I do that. And it makes you more strategic. And I just, I like that stuff. I don't like a game where there's all these barriers. Even if the barriers are from bad things, prevent the bad things. I find that but kind of immersive. Let me have that choice. Exactly. Let me have the choice. If I'm going to give know? some random asshole permission to my house, he takes all my shit because I don't play for a year, that's not the game's fault. The game put in blocks where it said... Miko Tech. Yeah. <laughs> so... I don't know. Yo, what up, Danny? People are showing up. Um, but this is good. But yeah, I I, I think it, it bothers me with ESO the fact that I can't come and you can't say to me, hey, let's get a house and let's decorate it together. And you can bring your two little dinky-winky things and I can bring my 4,000 amazing items. But it can be both of ours. And it can yeah. be my home, your home, and we can decorate it together and both make separate items. And do. wouldn't it be cool if like you could say, hey, I'm going to go do this like mission with this achievement and you go do this one then we'll get them together like it's called elder scrolls online but you can't have a house with someone else online like i don't know that just it always like kind of made me like spin my head around i'm like why why can't i own a house with someone else even if it's just the next step yeah. of permissions i don't know i mean it would be cool if you could deal bar too and like have a joint house so like so cool. you know how some of the houses are like a million gold you know, not everybody has the time to go make a million gold, but exactly. somebody might be able to make 250000 and the other person might be able to get 750000 and you go together and join, you know, join as a team to buy the house, and then the house becomes yours. That would be amazing. Imagine how cool that would feel, too, like you and your best friend who do everything together, and, like, you both worked and saved the gold. It would, it would make the game feel more realistic. I think that's, like, the one reason I leave ESO is, like, there's no reason for me to log on. There's no realism to that game. There's no, like... Again, I, I bring I've been bringing it back to Minecraft and I haven't been playing Minecraft, but it was I was addicted to that game I've before. I've never played Minecraft before. Oh my. Can we that? please play together you and me sometime? I mean, if you show me how to do all the Minecraft thingies, let's I'd have guys. No... Dude, we could totally do that. We could totally right. stream Minecraft. I, we should definitely do that on a weekend or something. That would be so fun. That but, would be awesome. But with Minecraft, you can make you can make food. So you like you you dig, you get a hoe. Or, uh, <laughs> that's gonna be taken out of context like a farmer's hoe and you hit the ground and now you can put grass in it and then the grass becomes hay and 
you can wake up in the morning, destroy the grass, the hay, and then you get wheat. And then if you replant it, it's just grass that has to grow. But if you log off and then come back on, it's now wheat and you get more food. And like, it kind of gave me, I'm like, all right, I got to log on to harvest my crop. So I have food to go travel because you get hungry. So what you're saying things. is there's Farmville in Minecraft. But it's, it's, it's important because you can't travel unless you have that food. Because if you travel, you're going to fight things, you're going to get hungry, and then you'll die slowly. So it's, it's a step process. And ESO's yeah. endgame, I guess I just never felt the urge log back on. Now, I think with the housing stuff, you feel that urge a little more. Because you're like, oh, I gotta get on, gotta do this achievement to get this thing to put in my house. But the fact that I can't even share that house with someone who I care about or a friend or something is like, alright, well then why the hell do I want to have a house all by myself? And that's always sort of what's turned me away from it. I mean, can I just, I just have to say, nope, from say a realism it. standpoint, okay? As a homeowner, I own my house by myself. That, that, no, that, <laughs> and, that and that's understandable. It. But if you want, if you wanted to let home. someone else come in and live with you, you could. Exactly, I, it is my choice to yeah, let exactly. somebody. Exactly, and if someone and wanted to come in and rob your house, yeah. because you, know, you let them in, that's uh, I, I don't know. You know what they say: you fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> fool me twice, shame on me. So, I mean, having the right and the and the you know the option. To do so the more options you have the better some, the game sometimes you know so you know i'm a very indecisive person so if i had a bazillion <laughs> options i would be sitting there literally <laughs> for like five hours um trying i i mean i've done it before like you stand in line at starbucks i get the same even when i go out to eat dinner like last night i went out with some friends and i have ordered the same meal at, at the same top of restaurants every single time i don't deviate from that because otherwise I'm looking at the menu and everybody's going to be starving and the restaurant's going to be closing before I choose the thing that I always get anyway because I'm so undecided. So I mean It's understandable. That. Um, So something else I wanted to do and Ekleveth I'm going to let you go ahead and do it. Um, uh -oh. A bunch of people are typing in chat and I don't want to like leave their comments unread because some of them are for the discussion so if there's any that I mean I and a bunch of them are actually your viewers so if you want to oh, what? what happened? Here we go. Let me look. For Eklavet to take in a roommate, they'd have to be someone serious to have some serious salad getting skills. I mean, you're not wrong. And y'all have to know how to make sweet tea properly. The southern sweet tea. Yes. Not the northern. Tea. I have been educated on that. Northern Dude. sweet tea is not sweet enough. No. Raspberry tea is not. Did I tell you? Do you know about the? Okay. So check it out. So what happened was, right? I went to this quote-unquote southern restaurant. It's a southern restaurant. And, um, you know, I, I, I miss food that's, you know, I miss the authentic jambalaya and, you know, the, the food that I like to eat. Yep. And so I went to this restaurant because I was like, oh, southern place. Oh, my God. So I went in and, and bless her heart, the, the, the lady that was my server, she, she was trying her best. And she was clearly very non-Southern. Um, and so I sat down and she was like, can I get you something to drink? And I said, well, do y'all have sweet tea? And she was like, yes. And I was like, I will take a large sweet tea. <laughs> now, excuse my language, the, nope. the broad. Go for bag. it. Some raspberry tea with two sweet and low sweet packs. And set it down and didn't even give me a straw. And I had to ask for a straw. And then when I put it in, because I thought, I'm like, you know, okay, whatever. You know, I'll, maybe she doesn't think I might think it's sweet enough because 
you know, I'm obviously not from around here. And I took a sip and it was raspberry tea. And I was like, um, called her back over and I was like, um, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, maybe I know that sometimes my accent is thick, um, but I would like some sweet tea, um, not raspberry tea. And she was like, well, raspberry tea is sweet tea. And I lost it. I was like, <laughs> raspberry tea is not sweet tea. First of all, raspberry tea is not a thing. This is just some syrup that you put in there. And it, <laughs> I was, yeah, I schooled her on what real sweet tea was. And then I just, I couldn't even order the food because I was like, y'all tried to give me raspberry tea. And then you want me to order like your catfish? Because if you can't make sweet tea right, what the hell are you going to do with this catfish? So... Yeah, yes. as someone who's from up north, whenever <laughs> Southerners come up here, and I have some family from down south, they never order their own food up here because they look at it and they go, that's not going to taste the way it should taste. <laughs> and it's so true because we have, like, southern places like Texas Roadhouse is one of them up here for us. And um, my roommate... Yeah, I my... tell that it feels sorry. <laughs> it's okay. But he, um, uh, he was from, he was my roommate in college and he was from Texas and he was living in Maine. And if you don't know where Maine is, it's the furthest northeast you can go in the States. I was about an hour south of Canada. Okay. And, um, and we go to a Texas roadhouse and he has this great southern accent. And he does it on purpose when he goes in the southern place. He goes, can I get some of your sweetest sweet tea? <laughs> Just like oh, the voice, <laughs> and me and my roommates are laughing, and like she gave him the tea, and he was like, "This is not even sweet." He goes, "This is the bitterest, awful tea I've ever." And then like we took a sip, and I was like, "That's the sweetest tea I've ever had," because I'm not a big tea guy to begin with, let alone sweet tea, which I've never even had. And um, and he he was mortified. He said, "You guys don't even know how to live." And at the yeah. end of, at the end of the semester, he literally put all of his shit in his car and went right back to Texas. And that's where he is. He said, Dude. I can't, I can't live here anymore. I can't do this. Yeah. I mean, it's hard when you're my, now I grew up in a real small town. I'm in a real, um, I, we got more cows in my town than people. I mean, when I graduated from high school, there were 13 of us. That's including me. Oh, okay. Small, yeah. There's like a hundred of us. Small, yeah. That's how small my town was. And, you know, I grew up on the res. And when I went to my first city experience, like, not just like going to town, you know what I mean? But my first on my own city experience, I went to Chicago. Oh, wow. And um, so I don't know if, you have, if you've never been to Chicago. I have. Um, you know how the houses are like an inch apart? Like, for yep. real? Like, I couldn't, I'm, I'm not a very big person. And I couldn't even fit my hand sideways between the houses. And um, so I was like huge culture shock and then everything is segregated you know I'm, I'm from the res i'm native i'm proud of my heritage and i love being around other natives yep. and i was like seriously looking for other natives in the city because i was like oh my god what do i do dude so everything is segregated and the only place like people kept telling me where i could go to find natives but when i went there it was like a native museum but there were like no natives that i could find because there was no area for them because they were all smart and didn't go to the big city so <laughs> I, yeah 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 there, there's a so I, I i went to university of maine um there's nothing up there nothing up there so everywhere and then where i live right now it's very country like i my neighbors live on a farm and i'm right next to my neighbors um it's but the i country is better than anything i'm telling you and i didn't realize that and so i thought to myself after school I'm like i'm gonna live in the city i want to live i'm 30 minutes north of boston i want to live in boston 
and so on, Mom. My dad, who was smart enough to be like, well, let's go spend a week in, like, Boston. Let's go spend a week in New York. Like, like a week. Like, like... A vacation. Just a, just a small yeah. vacation. Yeah, because if you, if you do, like, two nights, you don't really realize what's going on in two nights. There's so much to do in two nights that it's, like, you don't really get the real feel. So we stayed there for about a week, and I just remember, like, after day four, the ringing in my ear of just all the noise never went away. And I was like... Yeah. And, and you have to be attuned for it, and I just wasn't. And now I live in my little town, and I drive north uh, into New Hampshire to work, not south towards Boston. And um, uh, it's way better. And I didn't realize that. But then my younger brother Matthew, he lives in Chicago, or no, he lives in Philadelphia um, right now because mm. he's a freshman in college, and he lives right in the center of Philly, and he loves it. He says he's never bored. And you know, for me, I can find entertainment in very little things. I think he's much more bigger than life sort of thing. Danny, thank you so much for that 100 bitty, dude. I appreciate Yay. you. Yay, um, but I definitely like the country. I, I just like I like having my privacy. It doesn't have to be country. I just like to have a place where I can go, get naked, and walk around. <laughs> but yeah. in all honesty, yeah. in all honesty, you can yeah. where I live. I could walk naked everywhere in my house. No one would see me. I, so. I yeah. Thank I you mean, again, Danny, why, by the way. Appreciate it. I, that's, that's why I have curtains like really thick curtains i mean aside from the, the migrants of course because i don't the one thing that i'm scared of in the big city and and i mean i live in seattle i mean it's like non-stop noise yep. and airplanes and you know it's loud you can hear things and for me it's hard because i'm like i can't sleep at night because there's too much happening and i literally have to like i'm i'm a country girl I want to run around in my cowgirl boots and, you know, do things that, like, how many people actually go camping that live in the city? Like, none. Well, you, know you do I mean? you do there go are... camping. Let, let me let me educate you here on what camping is, though, in Boston. It's, okay. it's lots without houses. So when you go camping, you go up to the woods, and then there's lots of land where cars are parked on each lot. That's just... And they're all right next to each other. You can see everyone else. I remember I yeah, went camping one time. And that's what it was. And I said, nope, not doing this again. Yeah, you, yeah, you can walk it. This is true. I'm ninth pawn is being very true. You can walk around naked in my neighborhood. Um, just ask your neighbors. You just ask my neighbors. So what had happened was, right? So I don't know if I don't know if you heard this or not. I haven't. Okay, so I live in where I live. You know, we're it's a small like little. I mean, we all kind of know each other. We don't really talk to each other, but we know each other, right? We know who's in our neighborhood. And so there's um, two houses over, there's this older couple. They're like the grandparents of the neighborhood, right? When yep. people move into the neighborhood, which isn't very often, there's this old school, come bring you, you know, a pie, say hi, how you doing? But then they also are in their attic window, like looking out at, at the neighborhood with their binoculars. Well, recently, somebody at the end of our cul-de-sac sold their house. And there's a new couple that moved in. They're a young couple. Um, like in their their mid to late 20s um, and they're still very much in love Aww. and they yeah no not really um, <laughs> so they decorated their yard for Halloween which is you know cool I mean most of us don't do that um, you know some a couple people do but not really and they put like this coffin in their front yard um, you know just like to scare the kids or whatever well it was about 2.30 and 2.30 in the morning the whole neighborhood heard them in the coffin 
and those that chose to look out the window saw them in the coffin and and then uh, like my window was open and i could hear my neighbor the older lady she was like well should we call the police is she like is she actually getting raped or are they into that like you could hear the debates and i'm like are you kidding me right now it's 2 3 in the morning there's people banging on their front yard in a coffin and you've got two old biddies sitting in the window wondering if they should call the cops i mean it's yeah i mean it's wow yeah I, I like the if the coffin is rocking don't come knocking don't come knocking right yeah I, if i don't have any tattoos but that'll be the first one i get right there nith pond that <laughs> just right across my chest that yeah. that is glorious i wish i had those good of stories i <laughs> wow I just I, I miss the country okay <laughs> I you definitely back home where my neighbors are like 10 miles apart. <laughs> so, it, miss that. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely that's definitely nice. My um, um my grandparents live on a 400 acre farm in nice. Maryland. And nice. they make all their money from the farm. Mm -hmm. They bale hay, they grow livestock, the whole Do they also days. get their 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 eggs fresh? There all their nothing. all their food. They don't buy there any There's nothing better oh, so than good. going out getting snatching a chicken and like making a chicken that you just plucked i'm sorry i i i prefer that the meat that i eat i'm the one that shot it and and or at least someone in my household shot it you know what i mean so i know that it's authentic meat not am i really sure that this ground beef is just beef or you know what you know what i mean no 100 percent. Uh, so my okay so basically the the end of that story is uh, the life they live is very simplistic and every time i go there i really take the time to enjoy that because it's actually really nice you know everything yeah. you're just like very down to earth you're living off the land it's something that a lot of people don't get to experience but about the meat because i agree with you and as getting older picking my own foods i, I get more conscious about like what i'm eating well my right. roommates in college their names were daniel and soji and they were like these two tall hillbilly engineers so like they both grew up in very farm-esque lives in southern maine but um very smart but both of their dads hunted and one of their dads lived in vermont and if you've never been to vermont it's like just the woods it's just the woods it's very wow. very quaint it's like a little piece of the south up in new england like you're gonna see some weird shit in vermont took about like six hours to get from Maine to Vermont going through all the back roads, all the curves for my friend and his dad shot a deer and they took this deer this buck and they made sausage different kinds of bacon different mm -hmm. kinds of steaks different like 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 not steaks but like different kinds of cuts of the meat and they came mm -hmm. home with like this cooler this this giant cooler and then we had deer for like the next three months and to be honest yeah. with you like we're i never felt healthier like just the food i was eating was so clean like the way we were preparing it was so clean there was nothing in it that like was put in like preservatives or any other weird shit it was it was it's so just, good it's just traditional like i grew up eating deer and elk yeah. and salmon and you know this is all things that i'm used to eating about the like for me i think the um like delicacies like eel or you know, burr or you know things like that there's you know you don't get that here or like when you go to a place and they're like, "Oh, we have buffalo burgers," and I just kind of look at them like, "No, it's not. It's I, not. <laughs> I, it's just not. Sorry, you know, I wouldn't even eat your normal burger because, I, and that makes me feel racist, and I'm not. No, that's but not racist. That, that's just honestly like, just. I know what real food, what real buffalo tastes like, and I don't want it sold because, 
you're a city person trying to be whatever. But the funny thing, too, is you get the complete opposite side and um, people who live in the city, they love the finer foods that you can get, like the very expensive prepared by the best chef stuff that you can't get out in the country because like where I'm from, all we have are Denny's and Chili's. And like that's true. I have to if I want to go get like a five star, four hundred dollar meal, and people live on that and they love it. So like I understand the appeal of the city life, and I get that people love doing that fine dining, going out. I I honestly love both. If I'm in the country and someone cooks up a deer and makes deer jerky, fuck yeah, I want some deer jerky. If yeah. I'm out in the city and my super sophisticated grandmother, who I love with all my heart, my dad's mom just loves going to fine dining restaurants. I love going with her. She's like, I'll pay for you. I'm like, let's go. I'll dress up and go eat fine food. Let's do it, Graham. Like, I'm down to do either. But, like, me personally, the country stuff's definitely more up my alley, my personality. I still can't. I The only thing I know how to cook out of a box, no shit, is Velveeta shells and cheese. Oh, so good, though. It's so okay. good. It's probably the most processed, nastiest thing. But I love Velveeta shells. It tastes shells. so good. Come it on. It does. It does. It's amazing. I love it. But everything else, I, I don't I don't cook well out of a box. So I make everything from scratch. So if it's not scratch made, to me it's not as authentic. Uh, I, I, no, I agree 100%. Um, it's yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm going to totally change subject here because something just came to my mind. I don't know if you remember the last time we did a podcast. Remember my mic was backwards? And the yeah, whole, I was just wondering. And the yeah. whole time the podcast was, was going on. I was going to say something about it. I was going to say something about it. I just thought about it because I looked. I'm like, oh, yeah, the blue color's on the right side this time. I don't think I've made the mistake since, but literally half of that freaking podcast. I, I never go back and watch him, by the way, because I, I cringe at myself. But um, uh, I, I, you couldn't even hear me. I listened to it back. I'm like, God damn it. Like, yeah. Uh. But I didn't, I didn't, you know. I didn't want to say anything. Um, uh, yeah, Snowstorm, yeah, I can't hear you. It, 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 I would have been like, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, luckily, all the viewers were way more hardcore. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they were like, I, no one can hear you. Yeah, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be, you know. <laughs> Don't want to be I a mean, pain in the butt. But, um, let me, let me reel it back a little bit here. So, for the games you're playing, and this is something I've thought about too, and I don't know if you've thought about when you go and play a different game, you think, at least this is my thought process, all right, I'm going to play a different game. I want to play it because I like it. But there's obviously streaming statistics that you're going to see. You're going to see a bit of a dip if you're known for a game. I would, fair to say, we're both pretty well known for ESO. That's what we did most right. of the summer. That's what we've done for a good amount of our streaming careers. Correct. But when you play different games, you're like, oh, I wonder how many people are going to come. But then you also think to yourself, I wonder how many people from that game are going to watch me and have never been here before. And I don't know if you've had that happening, but me, I've been going back and playing old games. So before ESO and Minecraft, I was a big Yu-Gi-Oh player. I don't know if you've ever heard of the card game. It was like a kid's show. I watched you play it a few times. And I used to play competitively, and I love it because it's just the exact opposite of ESO. There's no time grind. Every card is in the database, and you can just make a deck and just experiment. And I love that. Right. And people have been coming from the Yu-Gi-Oh community. And I, I honestly love it because it's a whole different group of people. And a little more crude, maybe a little more, a little more, uh, not toxic, but a little more judgmental, and that's just for the Yu-Gi-Oh side of things, but I was wondering, like, some of the games that you've played, have you noticed any communities that you've kind of dipped into without even realizing it, and how has that been? Well, for me, when I'm looking at a game um, that I'm going to play live stream, not like a personal game that I want to try, um, I, I like to interact with people that are there to hang out with me so 
um, my first thing is, is this something that I can play and still be able to interact with yep. people? Um, and if so, how in-depth do I want to interact and how much of it is, you know, I'll ask a question here, maybe like, for example, Escape from Tarkov. Um, I tried that last Friday for the first time and um, my concern was I'm learning a new game. How can I still interact and still be able to shoot people in the face and not like feel like I'm not participating because that's the one thing that I pride myself in is trying to stay in contact and, and keep building a rapport with people, whether they're new or not, um, because to me that's important. Um, but I was surprised by the fact that there were people that do play Tarkov um, regularly and then people that were coming from the ESO community that were like, wow, you play these kind of games, you know, because well, you're a decorator. You know what I mean? Yep. And I'm like, I love to shoot people in the face. Are you kidding me? So, yeah, I mean, that, that was a, I was a little concerned about that, but more, more about how much enjoyment am I going to get? Because in the end, it's me sitting here for five to, you know, and sometimes my stream could go 18 hours, just depending on what's going on. You know what I mean? Yep. So yep. what what am, is what I'm going to do? How much enjoyment am I going to get out of this? And then how, and then it's, you know, how much am I going to be able to interact with my community? And then it's, and then after all of that, it's how many people are going to come watch me? So you know there's no way to statistically guarantee that every game that you play you're gonna always have you know a hundred plus people so yeah. you know it's it's more about first what do you enjoy because in the end you know just as well as i do it's it's it is an emotional like not necessarily emotional emotional but it is a, a mental drain to kind of not only kind of enjoy yourself, but not only are you enjoying yourself, but you also have to have that, you know, you are also being, people are watching you. They're trying to talk to you. So you have to be able to have that. I'm still going to connect thing. And it's draining. Like it's mentally draining. So how much of that am I going to be able to dedicate myself to and still be, and still have enough of me, to give to the public and that's where i said yeah that's that's really tough and it's something uh, at least for me the reason i kind of went to Yu-Gi-Oh at first was because i could play my i could play my viewers you want to because that was what happened my viewers yeah. a lot of them played and they were calling me crap and they told me i wasn't good i'm like all right assholes let's go and i kicked their ass <laughs> well i mean i was really fortunate there was a guy Exactly, Miko. If the streamer doesn't enjoy what they're doing, the viewer, the viewers Yours aren't going either. either. Exactly. Yeah, but there was a guy or girl—I don't know. I'm not judging by their name, but um, that came in and they were familiar with the game and they were like giving me pointers on like how to do certain things, which is great because that's—it was a new game for me and it still is new to me. But even if I am playing a game, I don't mind people who want to help. The only part as a streamer that I don't like is when people are like, well, you have to do it this way. You have to. No, actually, I don't. So yep. go fuck yourself. Um, but I mean, it's it's a, how much of it is going to be a positive um, on, you know, a, a majority positive 
for the both of us, for both the viewers and myself. So like I do a lot of games that are interactive, like marbles. Um, yep. I love playing with the balls. Sorry. And then um, Jackbox. I got all the Jackbox game and we do drawful. And, you know, sometimes we do that offline too. Like people who are in the community that, um, you know, if I'm not up for streaming or if I just don't have the emotional uh, mindset to actually log in and start like setting up a stream and like going through the, you know, the motions of streaming. Um, we do like some people in my community. We hang out and just doing, you know, just, just doing Discord. And we, we yeah, we do it. Yeah, that's what we do, and we do it in Discord. And we we play it offline too. I mean, it's a thing that happens every you know five or six times a, you know a week or whatever. And we we do this so it's like off stream and on stream. But statistic wise, the statistics the statistics are important when you're looking at streaming. And if you're an affiliate or higher, you do have to make you still have to maintain. It doesn't stop when you get to affiliate and it doesn't stop when you get to partner. You still have to maintain, you know, a certain amount of streaming and you still have to, you know, try to keep your viewers up because they can pull it if you're not, you know what I mean? If you just don't stream, you can still, you can still be your, you can get your affiliate pulled. You know yeah. what I mean? And the thing I wanted to uh, touch on too with uh, Miko, Miko, I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce the name correctly, but um, if the streamer doesn't enjoy it, they're doing, the viewers won't. So it's important to like what you do. But when it comes, uh, and this is something I've really del delved deep with Kyle uh, Dempster with, is, you know, where's the split between, am I going to stream for the views and becoming partner, or am I going to stream for having fun? Because sometimes they can't coincide. Like, for me yeah, personally, exactly right. I'm, gonna be, I'm just going to be honest. I took a break from ESO because I just got burnt out. I did. I just got burnt out. Yep. I didn't want to play. But I knew if I kept playing, more people would come. I streamed Sunday, and I'm, I'm just going to be real. 40 people watched. I streamed ESO. That's pretty good for me. All mm -hmm. week I've streamed Yu-Gi-Oh! Because my friends wanted to play it, and I wanted to play it. 10 is usually the average. And so now I got to, you know, you got to weigh out. All right, am I going to play what I want and have fun? Or am I going to do what the viewers want and get the views? And it, it's such a hard line to walk because you feel guilty for me either way. I'm like, there's people who love to watch me play ESO and I'm not playing it. But then I play okay. it and I'm like, I'm miserable. And the people who really know me, those people who come to every they stream, can tell. they see that you're miserable. Yeah, they and can it, tell. Well, here's the thing though. When, when you're looking at it, and I'm sorry to interrupt no, you. No, go but, for it. But, but here's the thing, okay? Now, the numbers are important and they're great and they do really good to help us maintain like for, you know, the cost for streaming because it's, because we still have to keep our systems upgraded. We still have to do, you know, yep. other things to be able to ensure that we are providing the best experience that we can. But at the same time, when you're when you're streaming, now here's my thing. I don't like to stream during times when, um, during times when you get you get special bonuses and people are going to come and sit in your channel because oh my god they're getting some special drop loot you know that's nice and it's great but that's not why i want people to come to my stream i want people to come to my stream for the content i want them to enjoy the content and if they enjoy what i'm doing that's great and most of the time 99 percent of that content is how you present yourself which is either they're going to like your personality or they're not and if they really enjoy what you're doing, then they'll be there all the time. You know what I mean? And like Ninth Pond said, <clears throat> Ninth Pond has literally been to my stream since day one. Every time I stream, Ninth Pond is there. It's it's since Damn. day one. 
okay so if there is anybody that's more dedicated to me streaming and been more of a positive influence on why i continue to stream ninth one is an example he's always you know he's always there you know what i mean we all have somebody that's like that in our stream um but if if for any other if for any other thing the main reason why you watch a tv show or why you watch a stream or why you go to your favorite bar or why you go to your favorite restaurant is because the people there are what keep you coming back so not everybody is for everyone exactly and so while i feel what you're saying just understand that the people that that appreciate you the most have a connection with you and it's a connection that they get from watching your stream and seeing how you interact and being able to connect with you while you're streaming and if you don't if you just don't connect with somebody and the only reason why they're there is to get something from you then you know what i mean no 100 here just one second first of all orchid glad to see you here and ninja queen thank you so much for that host guys ninja if you haven't queen. checked out ninja queen um ninja queen is awesome i love the stream you guys should she's definitely go check her out she's awesome she's my lurk baby mama yes thank you so much for the host <laughs> guys everyone from ninja queen stream we are snowstorm studios joined with ekleveth guys um Hi. welcome and orchide guys was this is actually going to be this was going to be a three-way podcast um but we we're going to have a threesome it yeah. was going to be awesome the majestic bearded man the I, I don't know how to describe myself in the awesome Ekleveth. But um Orchide got busy with stuff, but we are gonna do the what we decided was Ekleveth's gonna be on tonight. We're gonna have Orchide on in January with both of us and we are gonna do the three way podcast because We're still gonna have a threesome. Because the thing is we all have our we all have done our own podcast and we've all been on each other's, I'm pretty sure. So I haven't been on Orchide. Oh yeah, I have. I thought yeah, you I were. I thought you were. No, no, I wasn't on his. He came on mine. I spur <sighs> of the moment Saturday he was in the channel. I was like, you know what, Archive? Let's go. You're here, here. Let's go. So yeah, I have not been on his stream. But um, the thing I want to say too, to the last point you made, I agree 100%. And it's a hard pill to swallow though for an up and coming streamer because you take yeah. those hits and you need to figure out how to do it. And to be honest, um, we were talking about earlier now that I have a full-time job and I have income. Yes, tell us about your new job. I'm so excited. Tell me. So I want to know. Inquiring uh, minds. So it's it's. I went to college for finance. Um, I went to school because I wanted. And people are like, you know, and a lot of people don't like this about me. And I don't know if I like it about me. But a lot of people go to school for like their dream and what they want to pursue. I'm going for music. I'm going for theater. It's like I'm just gonna go for finance because I know I'll be able to get a job and have like a good income. And when I want a family, I can support them. Like my passion is streaming. This is what I love to do. So now right. I, I need to find a way to just support myself because I don't want to like live on my parents' dime for the rest of my life. I'm 23 years old. I'm like, all right, let me. So I went to school and also my parents helped me pay for my college. So I'm like, all right, well, I asked my parents, you know, they're helping me pay. What do you think I should do? And they said, just do, do business because you can do anything with it. And so then mm. I did, I just did all the things. I did marketing, accounting, management, and I actually really fell in love with finance. So where I work, I won't give the company name out because I don't know if I'm actually allowed to, um, but it's a car manufacturing. So what they do is they make parts that car companies buy. So I work at a plant and I'm one of the financial analysts there. So so, so can I just interject something yep, right here? Go for it. So um, if y'all weren't there when Snow was on my stream, we found out that Snow is single. Not only is he single, 
but he has an amazing job and he's educated you guys <laughs> so i'm just saying yeah, he, and he me on the stream so i'm just saying I'm, I'm single a, bachelor you know what i'm saying i am Don't i think wanna... i think the only thing not going for me is i live with my parents still that one's always tough well i mean you uh, just uh, finished college oh, that's, what, I, that's what i'm saying i'm just saving up i'm saving up so Exactly. But um, all I do there is I basically I keep track of a lot of things for a lot of upper, uh, upper level management. So like once a week, I do the report for the scrap. So I figure out all the parts we made, how many of them were scrap and which one is the highest. I look at the hours everyone works for uh, for hourly people and like how many overtime did they work and did it actually need to happen or was it someone abusing the system or was it some manager abusing the system? And so I'm just sort of like a checker, but it's an eight to five. And to be honest with you, I get to wake up, go to work. I can come home, get an hour to eat dinner and I can still stream. Now it has affected my stream though, because my out, like my stream time has gone from about four hours a night to two because I need to be able to operate in the morning, the next morning. And I'm just not honestly, like a lot of these streamers who stay up till 5am and then wake up and still go to work. I just can't do it. I, I need my uh, sleep. Yeah. I'm, so. I'm fortunate enough that, that I've, I've gone through that phase and, you know, being in, older streamer i i have the ability to you know yeah well that when i want do what i want and you know whatever but i even even now i have to have a limit on how much i stream because it's exhausting yeah yeah and ninja queen made a good point there about something that pays money and i think i was talking again to you about this before the stream um but <laughs> Eclavest new show streamer matchmaker <laughs> Oh Jesus! <laughs> I'll be on it. I'm more than more than willing, but um, I don't have to worry about streaming as much. Like over the summer, I found myself, and this is just me. I don't think this is something that happens to a lot of streamers. I just found myself like really stressed out because it was the only thing I was doing. I'd wake up, just do my day, maybe go spend time with family, hang out with friends. I play instruments, maybe I do that for a little bit, but then I'd stream, and like that felt like my job. So if I didn't have a good stream, I was like, ah, what did I do wrong? But now that I work all day and I come home, the stream is like actually my relaxing time. So like the yeah. it, like the community has shifted a little bit because I'm not as dedicated. Like, all right, guys, let's go. Let's have a great time. Let's go. It's more like, guys, I hope you had a great day. Let's relax. And yeah. I personally like that better because if you notice, I sit back in my seat. I relax. It's just it's a much better much better for me. You look more relaxed. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. You do. You look more relaxed. So you're not, you're not, you know. Yeah, and I, I, I think, I think it's better. I, I feel bad because a lot of viewers have said, "Hey, you don't stream as much anymore, and I'm not able to catch you because I couldn't show up till 10 o'clock, and you stop at 10." And I'm like, "I'm sorry. It's just, it's the one. It's like the two hours I get, and I still need my eight hours of sleep if I want to operate the next day." And yeah, honestly, I, mean, I just want to be safe good. driving. To be honest, I don't want to fall asleep at the wheel <laughs> during rush hours. So it's like, all right, I gotta put something in here and the last little bit i want to make too is i talked to ninja 614 about this because i don't know if he still works full-time but i knew he did when i did the podcast <coughs> with him and he said to me i asked him i said you work full-time you're a dad you're a husband and you stream this much what have you given up and he goes i don't sleep enough and it's affecting my health and yeah he, and he gave me a tip he said stay up with your sleep and he said it, it yeah. does affect you and I, I it probably was the best tip i ever got and i feel awful not streaming as long but i, I tell my viewers my guys i need to sleep and I host you. Luckily, you're always going. So I'm like, guys, yeah. don't worry. We got someone else even better going right now. We're all good. So well, see, it's not only that, but like I, I, because I am a full-time streamer. Yeah. Okay. So it is what I do. I'm in the process of, of branding and getting all this stuff and, Which is you know, awesome. getting the, the legalities of it out of the way. And 
um, even as a full-time streamer, you have to you have to accept a point where you make a schedule yep. and stick to it as much as you can because sometimes real life happens. And the beauty of being a streamer is that if a change needs to be made in your day, you can change that. Um, but making sure that you get enough sleep. So for me, like some days I know I'm going to stream late. Like, for example, tonight, I know it's going to be, I know I'm going to be streaming until at least midnight at the, at the, at least midnight, just because there's a, you know, Thursday, a stream fam night for me. So we walk. Uh, Eclaveth, I think I lost you. Um, where's the discord call? Um, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, there we go. I got you back. Sorry, you went out there right as you said ESO fam stream or fam uh, stream fam stream. There you go. Oh, can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah, that was that's on me. I don't, my computer sometimes just says, "Nah, we're good." That's my bad. Oh, yeah. No, I, what I was saying is we have a we we do ESO stream fam night on Thursdays, and you know I'm a big D and D nerd. Yes. So like huge. Like I'm DMing now. So, um. So we watch a game together, like me and the people that come in my stream, and you know while I'm gaming or whatever. And so I'm usually on until you know twelve, sometimes later, two, three in the morning. Yep. Um, but then I also stream. Oh, we lost you again. What the heck? Here, I'm gonna leave the call and rejoin. Give me one sec. Sorry about this, guys. Test, test. Huh. Testing, I can hear you. Yeah, I, I, I what? It, it, that was so weird. Hopefully, it doesn't happen again. Um, is this is this saying that he thinks I'm boring because I'm a nerd and he doesn't want to talk to me? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> walking down, walking down a dark path. But uh, keep going. I'm I'm so sorry to interrupt you like that. That's my bad. No, no worries. So we so we watch a game and I stay up and then like two three in the morning. Sometimes you know after I get off a of stream. I still need at least an hour, hour and a half to decompress. Exactly, exactly. I just yep. need that, and then, and then I'm not going to bed until five in the morning, and then I have a stream at like nine o'clock in the morning. So, I mean, being able to balance that and trying to figure out what works best for you, I, I can honestly tell you, as somebody who streams usually six to seven, sometimes I stream like twelve days straight, um, like not consistently, but you know, every day I'll stream. Um, sleep is important because you will burn out and you'll just like get bored not just with communicating with people but with like not wanting to even play a game so yeah yeah take and that into consideration it's a huge deal yeah when i find myself one of the things i always have to be careful of and it's just i think it's like a small character it's not it's it's a character defect sometimes like little things will get to me if i'm really tired so like if i have a stream and like you have to be in the mindset exactly and if i'm not and something something little goes wrong i die my game lags no one's watching i just get really pissed and then i'm like all right now i have to end the stream because i know what i'm doing isn't entertaining and it's actually bad and yeah. so i always have to like make that check in my mind now what i'm doing with you right now that's why i love the podcast because i can just sit and talk to friends all night this doesn't bother me in the slightest but sometimes when i'm just playing eso by myself it leads to those things so yeah it, it, just for me, I just I only can go for about two, two and a half hours, three if it's like a Friday night or something. But I wish I could right. go longer. I just I I can't right now a, with like the way I work. Yeah. So do do what so 
and and I appreciate the fact that you are young and ambitious because I mean let's face it I, I wish I was 20 I'm not you know <laughs> what I mean um, but I appreciate that but in my life experience the best thing I can tell you is enjoy it in the moment and don't overdose on it if that makes sense no 100% I agree and the more that you do that the more successful the long term you'll be and the more you'll grow not only as a person but you know in whatever it is that you choose to do and if it's streaming for a couple hours here and there and then like doing maybe you have time to stream on a Saturday or something for five hours then do it you know just don't just don't let don't let the uh, real life work you know that's a goal that's a thing and you know knowing that you as a person your mindset is you know I want to work full-time so that I can be a provider do you know how many men think that these days I'm not I'm not sure but I don't think it's as many as it used to be okay when I was growing up that's what men were and men have a lot of pressure on them you know period just being born a man you're expected to be a provider let's just face it that yeah, is I agree. that's the reality a man is born and bred to be a provider not all men choose to go that route and a lot of men think well you know I'll let the woman do this stuff because it's what the heck my discord is being so stupid god darn it ah uh, one sec test testing oh my gosh I'm so sorry why discord I don't know uh, let me let me keep it pulled up over here it's being a pain in the butt. You were going on such a good point. If you want to... I, I, I agree 100%. Uh, if you want to keep going, though, please finish. Yeah, I, all I'm saying is that, you know, as, as someone with a mindset that's a provider, don't lose... Don't lose focus of your goal. No, 100%. And, and you know... The, don't lose focus of that. Yeah, and I always want the stream to, you know, be my main income. It's always my dream. And that's why I stream because I want... This is what I love to do. But, yeah. you know, it's just being 23, being an older sibling, being an example for my five no, younger I, siblings. I have a pair of jeans that is, are as old as you. <laughs> I have a pair of jeans well, that I have. What did I say? Did I say I was 20? Three. Yeah, 23. 23. Okay. I was about to make sure I put the right number in the back there. But, yeah. um. Like, you're you're literally, when, <laughs> when you're old enough to be my son. <laughs> I'm just saying, not that, you know, not that it's a no. bad thing or anything like that, but I mean, I think the thing that I'm trying to point out is that, you know, even at, 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 um, some jeans lasted forever, <laughs> they did, Ninja Queen, yo, they did, but, like, but I guess what I'm trying to say is not, I'm not trying to downplay the fact that you're younger, I'm actually... Uh, trying to compliment you and I and I hope that I don't sound condescending no, in that not at all is because they're you know at your age which is you know your mentality is different than even men that are my age or older and it's a good thing it's a positive thing so the fact that you this is your mindset that this is these are your goals don't don't lose sight of that and don't 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 forget that because it's a good thing to have and it's a it's a a very um, rare trait these days. Yeah, and I, I'll get I'll get a little personal because there's I can pinpoint why I have it. Um, when I was I think it was thirteen or twelve, I was in seventh grade. My parents got divorced, and it was like 
And to be honest with you, I don't ever really harp on it because, like, 50% of marriages don't last, like, today. Like, that's, like, the percentage. That's more it's, than 50. It, it's crazy, whatever it is. But, like, it was, it was a tough divorce. And I was forced to grow up at, like, a really young age because I had two younger brothers who needed someone to watch over them while my parents fought all the time. And it did happen because my dad was, like, a workaholic and my mom was dealing with her stuff. And so I kind of had to grow up and be my brother's, not parent, but, like, sort of guiding hand through their younger days. And so... When I went to college, I didn't change very much. In high school, I was about the same. And, like, now I'm about the same. Because I've always been, like, this age since I was about 13. Just, like, more, like, kind of... I don't know what the, I don't know what the term is. Not, like, mature, but just more, like... Like, more aware. I think that that's... Like, a lot of people who I find that struggle in life sometimes have never dealt with anything. So they really don't know how to deal with it when it happens. If you know what I'm saying? Yeah, life experiences... Uh... Is huge. So, like... Yeah, it is. My parents, they feel so guilty about the divorce and stuff. And I tell them it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Because, like, before that, I was a spoiled, rotten brat that didn't care about anything. But, like, when the world kind of falls down on you, you kind of realize, holy shit, I'm lucky to have what I have. And, like, I don't know. I, I guess I see the world as, I, I see that the way my outlook on life is a lot different than most. First of all, I'm, I'm a female. I'm a, a minority. And I'm from the South. Okay. <laughs> so, there you go. Yep. Um, but that and, you know... I guess I see the world as is a totally I have a different outlook than most people do on the world. I see the world as having two kinds of people. You have the doers and the meh. You don't get to it. Whatever. And they wait and the procrastinators, I guess you could say, or the non-doers. Yep. So I mean, you're either going to when shit hits the fan, you're either going to man the fuck up, male or female and get it done or or you're going to crumble and cry in the fetal position in the corner because now your entitlement your entitlement instincts kick in and like why is this not happening you know what i mean and i think no, the difference 100%. i think the difference today with the majority of people being the latter is that you know when i was growing up if you did something wrong you had to go pick a switch okay and you would get spanked with it and these days you people just there is no discipline there is no parental training there is no real life preparation for what is about to happen because the minute you turn 18 or are old enough to go out and work on your own then you're out the door they don't have that these days yeah the world the world's definitely a colder place and i, I think it's something i even try to bring to my stream is just you know like that that sort of kindness that you know you're not gonna see outside like like I remember when I first just a couple months ago I started my first job they don't give a shit where or how you got there they need you to do mm -hmm. your job it's not oh you just finished college and you're confused no it's like you need to get this the fuck done on Friday or you're gonna get in trouble and we might fire you and it's it's like that's just that's the way the world works and yeah I, I <laughs> the company isn't gonna stop functioning because just because so you can I'm get your head out of your ass. It's just yeah. gonna, you know. <laughs> yeah, I I agree, and I I think it's good for a lot of people, but a lot of people can't. I mean, can't man up to that challenge or just can't step up. So I, I don't know. It's it's a great point, and I definitely think as like the world we live in, I think it's just very. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't I don't I always like it's so funny because I, I don't want to get too like decisive about certain points of view but i i just i feel like people everyone needs to just focus on themselves a little bit instead of focusing yeah. on others well i, I, I mean see, you, yeah. there's no way for you to say 
I guess the way I look at it is, who the hell are you to tell me what I should be doing and what I can't, and you know what what I should, how I should get your hand out my pocket and learn to live your own life. A hundred percent. That's just you know, don't don't worry about what I do. Worry about you because that's because worrying about me isn't going to make sure you have a roof over your head. You and, know what I mean? And even this and. You fo people focusing on themselves actually has a net benefit to the society because if you are in a good spot contributing in any way to the society, the society is now better. Yeah. But I, I, I wish more people did that than being like, oh man, this person here is doing this wrong. Well, you should be doing these things anyway, so you know why don't you control the things you can control and fix? So, and that that that's just a personal gripe I have with everyone. But um, I'm I'm always the kind of person liver let be, just um. If it, as long as it doesn't affect me, I guess. I don't know. It's it's tough, but I, I don't give a shit what anyone else does. If I'm happy, if I'm doing what I need to do, then that's all that matters. Exactly. So. And as long as you surround, I, I guess I'm. I have the 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 point of view of like when, for me, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do what's right for me, and as long as I, you know, for me, morally, you know, if if everything falls into place, I'm going to surround myself with people who are of like mind. 100%. And, you know, if you can't, and, and sure, there are people out there that, you know, don't necessarily agree 100% on everything I, you know, believe, that's fine, because then we wouldn't be individuals. You know what I mean? But so long as you are um, paying close attention to whom you surround yourself with, and, and, when you're projecting yourself being in stream at work or wherever else in your personal life, as long as you never deviate from who you are or very, you know, not too far from what you believe in, then you'll always be successful. And those around you will be even more successful for knowing you. A hundred percent. Damn, we got deep, but I love it. Uh, yeah, no, it's so true. I I have to learn the hard way sometimes to surround myself with the right people. Um, bringing it back to streaming, I used to have people I streamed with who weren't the right people to stream with, and it led down bad roads. And me leaving ESO for a little bit because I was so burnt out of these people that I was like, I just don't want to play the game. Yeah, and no, I, it it, it comes that. all the way down to that, all the way up to your happiness in your life. Be with the right people. Surround yourself with the right people. It, it's it's I, just so yeah. true. I think the one thing that people I kind of miss that aren't streamers um, is that, so for me, when I'm streaming and if I choose to, you know, showcase some, because I sometimes do interviews with other streamers. Yep. Um, but I'm, I think the thing that people kind of don't see the behind the scenes of it is that we're all out here streaming and we all have our own goals when it comes to streaming. And streaming is a very cutthroat scene oh it is and how can i say this politely it's so, okay i know i so, know what you're getting at so so people will play a role like they're trying to be your friend and they will get what they can from you step on you take everything they've gotten from you if not directly steal your shit and then move on Yep. And then play it up like it's their own or, you know, their own idea and then don't give credit where credit is due. I'm the type of person where I I only choose to host. I only choose to raid 
I only choose to follow and I only choose to subscribe to people that I feel are of my lack mind and that I know that if I'm coming to you, even though we're in the same business, so to speak, that I am comfortable enough with you that I don't feel like you would disrespect me because you understand that we are mutually coworkers, so to speak, but at the same time, we can be friends and not have to worry about the trust and the line of, does that make sense? Am I explaining uh, no, no, this right? No, 100% you are, and I, I, I agree. And the relationship between streamers is always tough because I always come off with a very positive vibe. I remember the first time we talked, I, I, I just, I always try to be as nice as I can and try to just, you know, be positive. But at the same time, you are thinking in the back of your head, why is this person so nice? And and people might be thinking yeah. that about me, but I just don't want people to feel uncomfortable. That's always my sort. I never want someone to come onto the podcast and be like, oh, I, I don't know if like I want to be on here. I want people to have a good time. But there are people, even in the ESO fam, who take advantage of certain things that other people have done. And if you're them. nice, yeah, if you're nice to them and you try to help them, like, I mean, they, there are people that will just step all over you. Yeah. I to this day. Uh, there are two people that really humbly I can say that they took time out of their stream to help me, you know, get started streaming. And that's King Tater and Home Cleric. From day one, when, you know, I was like, you know, I'm going to try this, but I'm not really sure. They took time out of their day and they were like, no, time out of their stream. In midstream. And they're like, this is how you set this up. This is how you do this. Do this, not that. Choose this, not that. And they were very helpful. And they and I try to pass that on to other people, but I'm not. And I feel bad for saying this, but I shouldn't have to say, you know, hey, Snow, I really like your background, and I want to do something like that. Um, do you mind if I, you know, can you show me how to do it? What was my response? And then, I know you were like, yeah, I'll help you. Of course, you can even use mine. <laughs> You know, and I'm the same way. Yeah. But then there's a, but then there's a, there comes a point when, when you start using that, that you take the time to say, the t take ten seconds to say, look, you know, I'm. If somebody says, oh, I really like your thing, it doesn't hurt you to say, you know, thanks, I really appreciate it, and I was fortunate enough that so and so helped me set this up. Yeah, or, a lot of people you know, don't do that. No, they just take your shit and run with it, and then act like it's their own, and. And or they will just, you know, once they get the information they need from you, they'll not even acknowledge the fact that you exist anymore and down talk you when somebody else talks about you. Um, or if it's if you are streaming something competitive, let's say, for example, you and I both play the card game, the Yu-Gi-Oh card game. Yep. Right. And if I do something different that you're not necessarily skilled in or if you do something different and you're much better at the game than I am one of us talking bad about that is i mean there's a line of respect don't cross uh, 100%. it 100 um, percent, and it and it happens it does it does I'm, I'm pretty sure we can both think of a couple off the top of our head oh jesus uh, yes <laughs> um <laughs> the one thing wasted height said that i liked was um this person is being nice i should worry it's sad that we've gotten to this point i think wasted height you have to worry about that when you're streaming specifically but other things as well i think when you and someone else are in the same profession and you're both doing the same thing and you have similar goals, you have to be careful 
about who you trust with your information and with your friendship because certain people will abuse it. Oh, what ideas do you have? And like you think they're your friend and you give them a bunch of ideas and then they run with them. And, and you then have they to take be- it and claim it as their own. Exactly. And you have to you just have to make sure you identify people who can be friends and who cannot. Like an example, I opened up the stream and Ekleveth said and she 100% was very reluctant to say, "Oh, can I use that?" because she knows better than a lot of people like that feeling of coming up with something and someone else taking it but me and ekleveth are just close enough that i was like no i'll make it for you like i'll just show you how to do it and it's easy but to get that that wasn't something me and ekleveth just started being friends like that we've been friends for a while we've we've like four months baby it's crazy but um you just have to make sure when you're a streamer or even at work in real life in real, in life, real life you just have to make sure you're aligning yourself with the right people and that yeah. just that takes a little time to earn trust you can be trustworthy and you can get people's trust but just t- make sure you f- make sure it's worth it i mean but at the same time though in saying that and i agree with you 100 the same time though i have i i have to say that it is don't lose the feeling of wanting to help no, and wanting yeah. to be trusting of people, just be a little bit more aware of the red flags. You know what I mean? Yeah, and just the thing that's the thing that's funny too about that the red flags. And we are coming almost to nine thirty here, and I know you need to go to your thing. Um, but the the one quick thing is a lot of streamers. It's hard to read it while watching their stream. I can I know streamers I've watched who I thought this has to be the nicest person I've ever seen, but then they stab you in the back, and you're like, holy shit, the whole thing's a ruse. And, yeah, and, and that's where and, you communicate. You hang out and do other exactly. shit offline, and you know, it. It let them come. Just you know, I I t- I take time off of my stream, you know, on my weekends or whatever, and I do my best to like go watch the people that I think are good people. You know, I'll watch them on their stream, and then you know when they come to my stream, you know, I I kind of watch how they interact. But at the same time, if they're playing a game that I'm playing. Let's play together. Let's do it off stream. Let's get to know each other. Minecraft, you and me. That that's sounds, a plan. Sounds, that's a thing. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. You guys, are, it's gonna happen. Guys, here's the thing though. Ekleveth is actually going to do um, her stream at 9:30, so yes. I do need to call this. Um, what I'm gonna do though is I'm gonna go to the. We'll be right back. I'm gonna come back and play a couple rounds of Yu-Gi-Oh, and then I'm gonna go to bed, and we're gonna host Ekleveth. But Ekleveth, seriously, I want to have you on again for a third time. I feel like you and me, I feel like we could just have our own podcast, just you and me just going back and forth. We totally could. We absolutely could. Because you and me just go back and forth, and it's not even hard. Um, No, not at all. We have a good rapport. So maybe maybe we'll have to come up with, like, the Snowstorm Ekleveth show at some point in the future, because it's too much fun. I just want to let you know I had a blast having you on, and I know my viewers love having you and your viewers are just such a, a gem in chat they are freaking awesome um because they know if they aren't i'll i'll hurt them later <laughs> or well, i'll kill them in our game on tuesday <laughs> to everyone from ekleveth stream who watched i seriously appreciate your support you guys just have an amazing community and ekleveth again thank you for being on i appreciate for you for having me i can't wait Awesome. Awesome. Guys, I will go to the We'll Be Right Back, and if you guys haven't checked out Ekleveth, be sure to. She streams literally all the time, um, and she's going to be back on the podcast soon. So, um, yeah. Thanks, you guys. Thanks for having me. Peace out.